And welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery. It's the podcast where we review the movies you suggest, we put them on a list, and we don't know what we're going to watch until we sit down to do it. This week, we have rolled up a real doozy. It's a sequel to a movie I haven't seen the first of. It is Ewoks Battle for Endor. I'm John, and as always, Jeff is here with me. Say hello to the nice people. Hello to the nice people. Now say, fuck you to the bad people. Fuck you to the bad people. Yeah, now when I say hey, you say ho. Hey. Fellas. Wait, no. I'm sorry, I tried. Ladies. Ladies. Hi. Glavin. <laughs> so we just watched the trailer for the Ewoks Battle for Endor. And uh, that that is just straight up some Lord of the Rings bullshit. I mean, they've got, uh, to me, I saw 40k orcs. Like, 40k orcs specifically, because there are squigs. <laughs> yeah, you've got, like, weird squig monsters. Yeah, two-legged. You have, in this, I saw a witch, yeah, a castle, and uh, at least, like, a couple magic spells going off. Yeah, there were definitely some spells. There were at least two witches, although I think one of them just turns into the other one. <laughs> so, okay, so we got witches, we have orcs, and we have, I guess, Ewoks are hobbits in this thing? Apparently, because yeah. there's, uh, yeah, there's just... In the trailer, it's just sort of, yeah, these Ewoks get captured by orcs, and then you've got to storm the castle to get them. So I mostly want to hear your take on this, John, because I'm actually a huge dork fan of these two films. Uh-huh. And I've seen both of them. Not only have I seen both of them, but I've seen both of them fairly recently. You know, the weird thing for me is I know I've seen both of them, and yet could only remember little snippets. Right. I'm sure you, for example, you probably remember that rabbit. Yeah, I can remember the rabbit. I can remember Wilford Brimley. Yeah. So these aren't really fair for me to uh, to make predictions about because I know everything about both of these movies. I know all this expanded universe bullshit about the things that surround these movies. Everything. Yeah. So I'm, I'm mostly interested to hear your predictions here. Okay. Well, I mean, just based off the trailer, it looks like we're straight up getting just Lord of the Rings taking place on the forest moon of Endor. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you got the name right. It's not just happening on Endor. No, it's like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. <laughs> in, in that it's fine if you just call it Frankenstein. It nope. doesn't matter. Nope, sure isn't. Can't call it that. <laughs> You're referring to the gas giant planet nearby, around which the Death Star takes orbit. Yeah. Yeah. But no. Okay. So anyway, uh, what do you think is going to be in this? You got Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I mean, it really looks like a straight up fantasy adventure. Because mm-hmm. you've got, like little girl and her weird companion that probably could be a hobbit or a dwarf in a normal fantasy movie. Yeah, sure. Warwick Davis could totally be a hobbit or a dwarf. And then you've got or, your orcs and you've got witches. He could be a peck, I guess. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> well, what if he had an acorn? What if, what if uh, he stole a daikini? <laughs> Jeez. All right. So... So yeah, it's got orcs and dra- there's a dragon in that trailer. Oh yeah, there is. I forgot about that. There is a straight up just a fucking dragon in this movie. You know, I gotta be honest, it's not even surprising. The first movie has a giant. Like, like I mean, unreasonably huge giant. Like, the Ewoks are the size of his toes. Nice. Yeah. The Gorax. So, yeah, I think, I think the forest moon of Endor is just Middle Earth. Like, I think that's what that planet is. Yeah, yeah, it's just Middle Earth, and, and luckily for the crew of the actual Star Wars film, they landed in the part that looks like old growth California forest. Yeah, and then they just stayed there. They they didn't have to go over to where the the castle of the forest moon of Endor is, or into the cave of the great giant. No, they showed up on the part of the planet that there was just 
hey, what is this? Oh, it's a hiking trail in a park in California. So here you go. It's cool. You're going to see some redwoods. You're going to have a good time. Welcome to <laughs> welcome to the Forest Mood of Endor. Please do not go off the hiking trail. You'll encounter a bunch of weird fairies. And or, dangle meat. Yeah, dangle meat. Or a lake that you get stuck under. <laughs> uh, there's just weird nonsense happening nonstop on this planet. So just stay on the trail, please. Yeah, so that's, uh, I think my prediction is mostly just going to be that they went full fantasy. There's no mention of, like, force powers. I think the person who's a witch is just a witch. Yeah, that is kind of a weird thing about this, is that the witch is... I mean, she's magic and all, but she's not force magic. It's just a witch. Oh, well, don't spoil it for I me. Won't, I won't spoil it. Let's let's go and watch all about the magic witch. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think... I mean, we saw some blaster fire, so I know there are blasters, but I assume most of the combat is just going to be taking place with primitive weapons. Yeah, there might be music and blasters. I would guess that there's probably music and blasters, and maybe old Jedi masters. The fuck are you talking about? It's a song. It's the Star Wars Cantina song. Have you ever heard that before? No. It's a cover of Star Wars Cantina, or Copacabana song, at the Star Wars, Star Wars Cantina. What am I, some kind of nerd? God damn it. It drives me nuts how little I'm going to be able to talk to you about expanded universe nonsense and so on. <laughs> I want to tell you all about Nogri and Ferrario and Cersei Station, but oh, I just can't. sweet. Yeah. That'll be great when you do that and then I'm on my phone. <laughs> just like this entire movie, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, your prediction for this movie is that I will be on my phone the whole time. You are, because it's going to be a lot of IMDb trivia for you. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Let's go watch Ewoks, The Battle for Endor. And we are back. Thank you so much to Vec V for this, as well as the person who suggested Food Fight was Vec V. Yeah, same guy. God, we're we're going to shoot through all those movies you recommended eventually. <laughs> why do you hate us? Oh, come on. This movie's a classic. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say this isn't as bad as I would imagine it would be. No. As being like a straight up, we put this out as soon as we possibly could oh, after yeah. Jedi came out. Now you think about it, Jedi came out in 83, and then the first of these Ewok movies was 84, and this one's 85. Oh yeah, they just churned these out as fast as possible. Yeah, and I wasn't wrong, was I? You get to see a lot of people you remember from something. Oh yeah, well there's the uh, the principal from Breakfast Club, Yep, and he's got two lines. Yeah, well he's <laughs> he's barely in the first movie as well. Uh, he, he's, he gets kidnapped immediately by a huge giant in the first one. Oh, good. So you barely see him there, but it's still the same guy. Yeah. And then, uh, you get the guy who's like the main orc leader is the dude who was, uh, Lurch. He was Lurch. And then he was also the giant on Twin Peaks. Nice. So, uh, I, I was like, this is amazing. It's a bunch of people that I know. And then. The little girl they could find that looked the most like Drew Barrymore that was not Drew Barrymore. That that's pretty much the case with Sindel is that she's she's Drew Barrymore equivalent. Yeah. Uh, what's her real name? It's Ashley something or other. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's she's uh she does a passable job of acting like a five year old in this movie. 
She's way less annoying in this one than she is in the first one. I can tell you that off the top of my head. Well, it's probably because in this one, there's way more just dumb fantasy stuff going on all the time. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that the evil witch of this film is played by the Reverend Mother Gaius Helen Mohayam from Dune. <laughs> David Lynch's Dune. Yeah. Which is another repository of, oh my god, look at all these actors I know. Yeah, the fact that they managed to get even, like, just a few people for the battle for Endor in this is amazing. Yeah, well, I, I gotta feel like Wilford Brimley in particular was like, he probably thought the movie was gonna be something else when it was offered to him. Good. He was like, oh, Star Wars, I better take that. Oh, man, I'm gonna be the new Obi-Wan. This is amazing. Oh, damn it. I gotta, I gotta act aside of, was it my rabbit wife? <laughs> what is this? That's pretty much what happens to him. He's probably, I, I'm guessing the arc of the Wilford Brimley involvement in this was him thinking, his agent going, oh, you've been asked to be in a Star Wars film, and him going, oh, hot damn, I'll never have to work again. <laughs> and then he sees what he actually is doing, and he's like, aw. Aw, damn it. Well, I'm still in it, I guess. Made for TV movie. Work ethic. <laughs> so, okay, let's start with where this movie starts, shall we? Uh, so we've got Sindel walking through the forest. They're skipping. They are actually skipping. Yeah, with uh, with Wicket, which is Warwick Davis reprising the Wicket role. Yeah, in his third appearance as Warwick as, as Wicket. Yeah, his third appearance as Warwick Davis. Yeah, well, probably also yes. <laughs> Normally, he has to put on a suit to not I look mean, like that. Warwick Davis was a baby when he made uh, Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. He was like sixteen. Yeah. So at this point, he's still like, oh my god, they're still hiring me to work. Of course, I'll take this job. Oh yeah, obviously. You're like, I'm an actor, and all I'm known for is being in a tiny bear costume. You want me to be in a bear costume? I'll be in a bear costume. You got it, buddy. <laughs> 100% sold. Notably in this movie, he speaks English a little. Yeah, he apparently has learned how to speak English from, I assume, knockoff Drew Barrymore. Just hanging around with Sindel and her her little scene in this brother movie, Brother Mace. Also, can I just say how much her name sounds like it should be the villain of an old 80s NES game? Like, well, I'm fighting Sindel. Well, I mean, Sindel is one of the fighters in Mortal Kombat games. Is it? Yeah, Sindel is, like, Katana's mom. Huh. Yeah, her power is, like, she she has, like, uh, kind of a scream voice thing going on. Oh, I sort of remember that. She's got, like, a white streak in her hair Yeah, or white streak in her hair. Yeah, that's Sindel. So <laughs> so you're right. You're absolutely right that she's a bad guy in video games already. So, oh. so Sindel was this first and then a bad guy in video games. <laughs> Yeah, because someone heard that name and went, well, that just sounds like a bad guy in a video game. It was weird that they were hanging around with that other Ewok, Baraka. <laughs> you remember when they all had to fight Goro? <laughs> yeah, and then they have to they find that big basket full of scorpions. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then it got real cold. One might say it was Sub-Zero. Yeah, and then one of them saw some dangling meat and got trapped in a Johnny Cage. <laughs> I could do this all day. Anyway, and then and then they made some weapons like a like a Sonya blade. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> yeah, it's happening. <laughs> what are you gonna do with that weapon? Well, I'm really mad at that witch lady, so I think I'll strike her. Uh, ha, ha. Oh, uh, ha, ha. <laughs> Nightwolf! Be careful! You won't find her through all that smoke. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> Why are we doing this? Okay, we're done with that. No Noob more Cybot. Mortal Combat. Liu Kang. Cyrax. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Sindel has uh, just a nice little time hanging out with uh, with Wicket, and is like, "I'm gonna miss you so much." Oh yeah, when we eventually leave, 
Yeah, we're going to leave real soon because our ship is just about finished. We're going to get off of this dumb, stupid moon. And I hate it so much, and I hate you. And I'm going to leave. And then Wicket's like, oh, hey, there's danger. Yeah. Danger. High voltage. <laughs> yeah. Seeing as how Wicket's one of the very few things he can say in English is danger, danger. We kept we kept <laughs> bursting into Electric Six every time. <laughs> He's like, Noah, danger, danger. High voltage. When we touch. When we kiss. That would have been a way better movie. <laughs> so, yeah, they get back. They, they First, they encounter Sindel's dad, who's fixing the ship. And, yeah, he's the president or the uh, principal from the Breakfast Club. Yep. He probably also played the president. I'm sure some... he is the president of my heart. He's been the president in some movie, I'm sure. There's no way. He's got that kind of hair. He has president hair. He is a president man, all the way from president land. Yeah. So they encounter him, and he's like, hey, I've almost got this ship fixed. We'll leave soon. And then they go to their village, and their village is just generally under attack. Yeah, there's just orcs. There is a raid going on right now where a bunch of big monster guys are like, oh, I'm going to pick up this bear guy, toss him in this cage. Yeah, this bone cage that we made. We have this cage made out of, like, a rib cage. Which is, I don't understand what they were doing with them. Like, was this food? Was this just general dickery like i don't understand what this raid was for because we find out that the leader all he wants is the power which is some weird starship part that he wants oh it's the power of voodoo <laughs> and who would have that uh let's you do i believe oh uh have what the power <laughs> what power <laughs> the power of voodoo who do you do do what uh, remind me of the babe oh Fabulous. I think is there, is there just, or is there more in there? Does it remind me? And they remind me of what? Is that no? No, uh, you we, got it. We get it it's all. Fine. We got it's it all good. in there. Good. Uh, we got it. Uh, we got that obligatory reference whenever anyone mentions the word power. Well, it got stuck in my head because not only do people keep saying the power in this movie, but also the witch has Bowie hair. Oh yeah. So it just that was just also a, Bowie outfit. Really? I, I, yeah, I could totally see Bowie wearing a, a, a metal breastplate that has actual breasts built onto it. That's and then like, just like feathers coming off the side. Yeah, I could totally see him doing that. That's something that him and like Brandon Flowers from the Killers would do. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, so just weird, gross monsters are attacking a village for some reason. Yeah, and it, it, depending on your frame of reference, these monsters are either Jabba sail barge guards. They kind of look like that a little bit, and they have the armor and, like, crappy like, weapons for that. They kind of look like some Gith Yankee. Yeah, they could also be Gith Yankee. If they were a little less green-brown and a little more yellow, they would make great Gith Yankee. Yeah. Because they're all gaunt, and they have weird eye bones and so on. Oh, yeah, they look just like Gith Yankee if they were a little fuzzier around the face. Yeah, and then they also look like orcs with a K. Yeah, they I are mean, 40K orcs. 40K orcs, not because of their build, but because they have squigs and all of their weapons are all, like, cobbled together and shit. Yeah, like, they have blasters, but it just looks like they duct-taped two things together. Honestly, it looks like they just took a, uh, like, a power drill yeah. and put duct tape and cloth around it. I'm went, guessing it's a blaster th- now. I'm guessing that's what they did. I mean, in the first movie, the little boy character, Mace, has, a cir- has an axe that he uses as a throwing axe, and it is a circuit board on the end of a stick. Yeah. It's like they had a motherboard and they just cut some edges onto the sides of it. They were like, here, hold this. And he was like, this looks stupid. I'm 10. And they were like, yeah, you're right. You're, it does look yeah, stupid. Yeah, you're right. So you you are stupid. You're you a are 10. Yeah, you're, you're barely in the next movie, buddy. I am sick to death of you. Oh, my God. Which is wonderful because we find out that Sindel has an the most morbid armband ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That she bracelet. has the death bracelet. It's in the first movie, too. But thankfully, everyone's alive in that movie, so it's fine. But she has this bracelet. 
that beeps to tell you if her family is alive. Yeah, there's these four little lights on there, and if anything happens to one of the people wearing the bracelet, their specific light begins to either flicker if they're hurt or go out if they die. And so it's just like, oh yeah, this family wears a bracelet to tell you if one of them dies. That's nice. That's a good thing to make a child wear. Yeah, perfect thing to put on your five-year-old. If your mom <laughs> dies, you're going to find out about it no matter where you are immediately. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's... except you're going to know when she's hurt, too. Like, if she gets hit by a car or something, you're going to see that. And you're going to be like, well, I'm in kindergarten. There's nothing I can do. And the amazing thing about it is it's not like it goes, oh, yeah, this person is hurt. Also, they're in that direction. It's just, they're fucked up. Good. Oh, Glad they... you know. Oh, they died. <laughs> well... <laughs> Anyway, that'll be forty nine ninety nine a month for the service. <laughs> All right, life alert, useless version. There you go. I've fallen and I can't get up. So it's not to be that. you. It's not that. It's your mom's fallen and she can't get up. Someone just calls you. Hey, did you know your mom's all fucked up? Bye. Oh my God, where is she? I don't know. <laughs> Peace. Hey, you should have bought the deluxe package. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's our platinum service. <laughs> yeah, at our platinum level, we'll do something about it. We'll, I don't know, call the authorities or something. At this level, we just let you know. They really should have gotten insured with Liberty Mutual. <laughs> you know, when your loved one has diabetes... <laughs> you should wear a bracelet to see if they go into glycemic shock. Not that you could do anything about it. It's just, it's just good information It's just to comforting to know. <laughs> Discomforting to wear this. Is my brother alive bracelet? Uh, so, uh, so then in a weird move for a... Star Wars movie for kids that features fuzzy little bear creatures. Her entire family is killed. Yeah, everyone else in the family gets killed. Mace and, and mom and dad from the first film are all just gunned down. In fact, I, I'm surprised they managed to get Mace and the, and the dad back, but they did not get the mom back. All no. you see is her butt once. Yeah, she is like, fallen down onto the ground and you see like the lower half of her body. Yeah, so they did not manage to bring her back in. I forget who played her, but I, she was also someone who was in like soap operas or something. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Cindel doesn't really have time to process this as she is captured along with all the little bear suits and stuffed into the ribcage of a monster and then driven away on, on the back of a horse-drawn cart. Because again, a running theme in these two Ewok movies is that they couldn't afford cool alien animals for most of the shots. So there's just like rabbits and horses everywhere on the forest moon of Endor. Yeah. And uh, the amazing thing is during this raid, we're introduced to the witch. And the witch has a ring that if she turns will turn her into a crow. She has two she has this weird like two-step authentication process for the for how she turns into a a crow. First of all, she has to have this cloak of feathers that she pulls over herself that, and then part of, the other part is that she has a ring she has to spin. So she has two magic items that just do one thing. Yeah, but it's not like this isn't a Jedi or Sith thing. Like you don't use the force to turn into a crow. Yeah. And you, also, it's using a weird relic. I guarantee you, if you go on Wikipedia, then this is some Jedi, that they're like, oh yeah, it's a force witch with crow augmentation abilities, and that ring she's wearing has a kyber crystal on it, the, a, a lightsaber crystal from the, the fourth mine of Deneb Four, which which uh, enables trans transmutative powers. Or I, I guarantee you that's all been ha hashed out by nerds. Ugh. It's so awful because you're like, 
oh yeah, you you watch the main movies, you're like, what's what's Jedi powers? Oh, it's mostly just like telekinesis it's and the, your general psychic powers. It's the, it's the magic of this world. Yeah, like that's it's the magic of the universe is the force. But even then, it's mostly just psychic powers. It's, yeah, you know, telepathy, telekinesis, clairvoyance. Yeah, it's just simple that stuff. kind of shit. Yeah, but then as soon as Lightning. you go, also no, it, it is straight up just psy- magical powers. You know what? I'm actually okay with that because we we always say, oh, it's just telekinesis, and you know, if you watch the prequels, it's also super jumping. And, uh, you know, clairvoyance. Yeah, but you can use, like, telekinesis for super jumping. But the Emperor shoots lightning. Oh, yeah, but that's only if you're super evil. Well, she's a super evil witch. Yeah, but this is just channeling force energy, and it looks like lightning. However, this person literally turns into a bird. Yeah, she turns into a crow with the force. Yeah, don't, don't, worry, don't worry about it. Sure. Yeah. And, of course, the force is not brought up in this at all. No, no. And yeah. the witch... Well, the power oh. is... The witch doesn't know anything. No, like, no, she's you think, weirdly useless. You think she'd be like, oh, I had to come to this moon because, like, I'm a human. I'm not native to the forest moon of Endor. I'm wearing very fancy out- items that were clearly not made here. However, it appears I know nothing about technology at all. No, yeah, nothing. She gets that that cr- capacitor thing from one starship and she tries to cast spells at it to make it glow brighter. Oh yeah. She's just waving her hands over it going well, like, Oh, come it's, on. It's this weird thing where Terak, who's the leader of these kind of 40 K gith orcs. He, he basically is like, I want the power. And then he gets this thing with like a glowy light and he's like the power, but we never actually understand what he's hoping to accomplish with the power. Like no, his- we, we know that there was some, thing that was like oh yeah it told of the power coming from the stars and you're like okay you've got your standard fantasy trope of some prophecy has been told that a thing will fall from the sky that's fine whatever however at that point you also should get a and this power will let you do ma but no it's just i want the power to do what uh, things i don't know i already live in a cool castle i'm i'm already like top dog of all of these giant gith orcs yeah I, and, I and one know. little one don't forget there's one little one <laughs> a little tiny baby gith orc there's a little baby one because apparently they didn't have enough ewok suits for all the little people they hired so they were just like all right fine you get to wear this alien outfit instead and you're a bad guy <laughs> you put on one of the various halloween masks we found here you go yeah, we sorry, we ran out of bear suits. We had to get rid of all the really cool ones from the first movie when we had to introduce a bunch of different Ewoks than Wicket. So we had, like, Logray the Chieftain and Chukatrof the Lumberjack and so on. All those <laughs> characters are just gone. Oh, oh fucking Chukatrof is gone because he dies. Oh, dies in the first movie. He's dead. basically stomped on by the giant. That's real sad. I know. But he does take the giant out with him. Yeah, fuck you. Fucking Chukatrof. That guy took no shit. He was the most <laughs> badass dude on Endor. <laughs> Forest Moon. Well, come on, guys. Why aren't you memeing Chukatrof? <laughs> yeah, make Chukatrof a thing, everybody. Let's get some Chukatrof fan fiction out there. Are you listening to me, campaign podcast? Bring Chukatrof's Force Ghost back. <laughs> <laughs> he has such wisdom for you. Like, <laughs> yub nub. Chukatrof is the greatest character in all of Star Wars canon. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we also the one of my favorite things is the Gith Orc language, which is apparently just almost vomiting. Yeah, it's just barfing. It's almost. Just... <laughs> it's pretty close. We kept hoping that they would work a few farts into this movie. Oh, it really would make sense because you've got them walking around and kind of like chuckling and half vomiting so they're just like because <laughs> they're always laughing at themselves 
And the other thing is all the aliens in this movie speak constant alien language just all the time. Like, if as if they were just narrating their day. Like, e- Wicked in particular is really bad about this, because anytime you leave Wicked alone for a minute, he just starts walking around weaponizing things, which we'll talk about in just a second. But everywhere he goes, he's just like, meh. I don't have any power. How do these little bear things survive on a fucking planet full of hunters and shit when they just constantly babble to themselves? Well, it turns out, by weaponizing everything. Yeah, because here's the big thing that we learn about Ewoks from this film, and not from the first film, by the way, is that literally, if you leave an Ewok alone for a minute, he starts turning his surrounding environment into weapons. Oh, yeah. Like, he'll just go, oh, you, we left Wicked alone for a minute, we turned our backs on him, looked back, he now has a rock knife, and he's using this rock knife to make a spear. Yeah, that's uh, that, he makes a hang glider at one point in this film, which we'll get to, we're, we should be coming to now in the story. And the first thing he does after making the hang glider is put bombs on it. Oh, yeah. He's like, well, I made a hang glider. Not complete until I attach rock bombs to it. Yeah, that's that's just Ewok culture. Anytime you leave us alone for a minute, we weaponize the world around us. <laughs> it's why you cannot take Ewoks off of the forest moon of Endor. Because the second you do, they'd be like, oh, we took some Ewoks to Coruscant. And we turned around and turned back. And they turned one of the walls into a tank. <laughs> yeah. You just can't leave them. They'll, they'll scourge the galaxy with their high birth rate and their ability to weaponize everything. Yeah, the only reason they haven't murdered anyone is because they don't actually have technology. They just have weaponizing. Yeah. So if you put them on a low-tech world like the forest moon, they're like, oh, all we can do is make, like, spears and knives and traps and things. Catapults and But if you gliders. put them on a high-tech world, they'd be like, oh, you have a bunch of high-tech things already? Well, I just go into your garbage dump, find a bunch of weird tech items, and I came out with a super cannon. Wee! Now I'm going to shoot everything with it because it's fun. And I'm going to hug another e- Ewok near me after I do it. <laughs> Ewoks. No sense of right and wrong. <laughs> All right. So basically, uh, after the family gets killed and after Ewoks and Sindel get captured and thrown into the backs of wagons, they start trucking these dumb wagons across town, or, or, like Endor, towards the one castle on Endor. Yeah, they start trucking them from the Ewok village to Edinburgh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Edinburgh. To Orthanc. And uh, at at that point, the Ewoks figure out that the bottom of the wood cage, or the bone cage they're stuck in, is just wood planks. So they just pull them up, and just Ewok, or Sindel and and Wicket just fall out and run away. Yeah, they're like, all right, peace, fuck it, we're out. Yeah, all the other Ewoks are too big or fat or something to go through the the hole they managed to carve into the floor. But Sindel and Wicket leave, and then they find themselves in a big cave. And in in that cave, they get chased, so there's like a cave-in at the front that they can't leave through. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, how are we going to get out? So he starts building that hang glider. Oh, right, because they find the other exit, which is a huge cliff face. Yeah. And <laughs> when he's looking for materials to build it, he comes across a fucking dragon. Yeah, just a, a big old vulture dragon. Which, by the way, it's the first time, or the third time in this movie that we've seen cool, like, claymation, which is what they use for all their special effects in this. Because there's these squig monsters that work for the uh, for the orcs, and they look kind of like giant green piranhas on legs. Yeah, I mean, you kind of got uh, something that looked like that in the uh, the Tatooine shots, those dewbacks. The dewback lizard, which, uh, the dewback in the first movie, when they first made one, was static, and they didn't even end up using it until the special edition. Because they couldn't move it. It didn't move around. Oh, yeah. So it just looked like a claymation, sort of weirder version of a dewback. Yeah, really. The first time you saw heavy claymation use in the Star Wars movies was Return of the Jedi with the Rancor. Yeah. Uh, and so that was pretty cool looking. The Bantha, for example, was just a giant model that they used. Yeah. 
but these things are very claymation, so much so that they can't really show them running around all that much. So the few shots you see of these things are them standing there. Yeah, they're just sort of going. But they're still. The trailer thinks that they're the most, the best thing about the movie because every single second that they are on screen is also in the trailer. Yeah, and the same thing with the vulture dragon. <laughs> they're like, "Hey, man, we we spent money on this claymation. We are going to make sure you know it is in there." Yeah. Well, anyway, Sindel's sitting around doing nothing in this cave by the cliffside, while while uh, Wicked is well, well uh, just Wicked runs away from this fucking dragon, and when he runs away, he's like. Help, Sindel! Yes, the five-year-old will help you against this dragon you pissed off. Yeah, that's... Good plan. Good call. I mean, granted, I feel like that's because Wicked is also five. (laughs) There's a lot of things that indicate to me that Wicked is also a five-year-old. It's just that the five-year-old curriculum for Ewoks is learn to build weapons, learn to build hang gliders, you're all set. You're good. Did you learn how to weaponize everything around you? All right, you're fine. Lesson number two, eating sentient creatures. (laughs) Pretty much. So he hasn't quite gotten to the point where he could eat Sindel yet. But in the meantime, so he just leaves her lazing around in the cave while he goes around looking for useful bones and hides to make it to add to his hang glider. When this dragon shows up and he's just like, ah, dragon, he tries to hit it with a spear and then he throws a rock at it. But then it just sort of meanders past him and grabs Sindel and flies off. Yeah. Which, why? Why is it flying? It's in its cave already. Just eat her. Yeah, like, this is my lair. You, the thing he was trying to stab the dragon with was a bone, presumably from a thing the dragon had eaten. Yeah. So you're like, oh, he just grabbed this little girl and flew off for and, no reason. And then we get a uh, one of the cooler scenes of the movie, honestly. Being, being fair, the scene where Wicket chases after a dragon with a hang glider is pretty cool looking. Yeah, and then just donks him on the dome with his rock bombs. Which causes him to drop Sindel, and then I guess uh, Wicket hang glides down and catches her, which is, you know, physically impossible, but really neat looking. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're not going to hang glide lower, faster than a human falls, but all right, whatever. Well, it doesn't matter. It's cute movie physics, and it's it's fun to watch him fight a dragon from a hang glider. It's it's a neat use of things that Ewoks do in the actual Star Wars movie, which is, you know, they, they hang glide and drop rocks on stormtroopers. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she lands on the top of the hang glider, ruining it, so they crash land in the forest and are sad. Yep, and then they are immediately met by the most intriguing character. (laughs) My favorite thing in this movie. Yeah, perhaps even in Star Wars movies. Perhaps, actually. Getting pretty close. A light-speed, fast rabbit named Teak. Yeah, you find the Flash Rabbit. Flash Rabbit. And Flash Rabbit is just super fast, like... They have to do the whole, like, uh, we just blur his motion speed thing. Yeah. And he's, he's kind a of weird a... rabbit monster thing that's the size of an Ewok. Yeah, he's... What the hell is going on with this? Is there a species of these things living on Endor? Or for the forest moon thereof? Uh, uh, uh. Uh. <laughs> Which is... I don't know, because we only get one dragon, we only yeah. get one Teak, and we don't know if Teak is his species or the name. Well, that's kind of a thing in these movies. We we do get, in the first movie, we get a whole species of fairies. Yeah. And we also get one giant. Great. And then horses and stuff, which again, horses are all over the planet in this movie too. But yeah, then we get one Teak, which is just this little rabbity guy. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he doesn't speak English. No, he, he just speak giggles. English. Yeah, he's... <laughs> that kind of thing he's pretty friendly but he's also kind of a like a goofball he's he's uh he's like the rogue of the party yeah and that he's mostly just there to play pranks on people and then be sneaky and fast he's the pippin 
of this little of this little gathering that we're assembling. Yeah. Doesn't actually do anything useful, but there he is just in case you needed him. Yeah, he's uh he's he's like a kender. Yeah, like a kid perfect. He's a kender. Yeah. So he's this weird little rabbity looking Ewok. Like he's almost an Ewok. It, you could almost see it as like, okay, an Ewok got struck by lightning while surrounded by chemicals, and he developed super speed, but also it scarred him up a little, so he looks weirder. Yeah, it melted his face. Yeah, it melted his face just a bit, so he's got a weird, big-tooth, crazy face. And, uh, yeah, so he brings them to a house in the woods. Yeah. Which, then then pretends he has no idea what the fuck this is. I know, and th- that's a, infuriating that this rabbit is pulling this trick on them, because that rabbit lives in this house. Oh, yeah, he shows up, and then, like... Teak just starts picking things up and look at it like, oh, what's all this then? Whoa. Ooh, look at this. Look at all of these. Yeah. Well, you know, Sindel's just walking around going, God, this is a junk house. This place is garbage. Someone needs to clean it up. And so they clean up the house. And then start cooking. Yeah, they're like, oh, sweet. This is our place. Apparently it was abandoned by someone and just left all their junk here. We have squatters' rights now. Yeah. Our house. That's a fair assumption. I mean, the house is dusty and full of garbage. Just completely garbage from top to bottom. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing like if you walked into my house. <laughs> your house, no. <laughs> your, your house is unreasonably creepy sterile. That's true. Everything yeah. but my room. Yeah. Yeah, your house is terrifying. Uh, it's a terrifying den where you walk in there and just immediately feel unnerved is there still no furniture in that living room oh of course there isn't there's nothing in there you walk into an empty house and you can just feel the ghost presence on you oh that is that's just creepy man yeah you need to smear some pig's blood on the walls or something <laughs> just just give it some color <laughs> i don't know that's what i need to do yeah. that'll make it less creepy if i just smear some pig's blood on well, the what wall. you need is to get one of them manic pixie dream girls to come in and just decorate the place with a bunch of knives strung up from the ceiling and... oh i'll just show up one day and there'll be like furniture she found somewhere and made out of things and no. like little birds that are rainbow colored on no. the wall remember what we had this discussion when we were reviewing uh what, what do you call it the, the one about the world war ii ghost oh yeah and, and about how the only way that those creepy houses make any sense is if, if, if 50 years ago a manic pixie dream girl <laughs> decorated them yeah and we were like all right she's like oh i filled up these this uh, shopping cart with dog bones i'll put it in the corner i <laughs> uh, put all these butcher knives on the ceiling and i took all these dolls apart until they're just skeletons and here they are let's see what this house looks like in 50 years oh shit <laughs> oh that's super creepy anyway uh this house is not empty no this house as a Wilford Brimley. Yeah, the Wilford of Brimleys. Yes, Wilford, Sir Wilford of Brimley oh my shows gosh. up. He'd be so angry if someone tried to knight him. <laughs> Wilford Brimley, would you like to come to Europe and be knighted? What? No, fuck you. I ain't leaving the God's own United States of America. Uh, the United State of Montana is my home. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you'd get for He would not go to get knighted, get t- touched by some greasy queen. He would uh. pass. I don't need to see no queen in her damn dundies. She can come here. <laughs> anyway, he shows up and and he's a a, a weird, angry old man. Like he it gets, is, it is the trope of any time you have some fantasy story, especially, but a lot of things in the eighties where it's oh we got lost and found some place, and it is filled with grumpy old man. And grumpy old man doesn't like you, but he learns to love you. Yeah. That's it. No, that happens all the time. That is pretty much the only thing that happens in, in uh, movies in the 80s, yeah. Uh, anyway, he immediately kicks them out of the house and then eats the food they were making. Which is amazing. Like, I understand if you go, oh, grumpy old man shows up and he's like, what? Get out of my house. What the fuck are you doing here? But they made dinner 
And then he's just like, well, my dinner now. Oh, soup. I love soup. Oh, they made biscuits. <laughs> Some kind of muffins. Yeah. I'm going to eat these muffins. Don't. And then he's like, look at the little rabbit. And he's like, Teak, don't you feed them those fucking muffins. <laughs> don't you do it. I'm going to turn my back to get some soup, and you better not super speed out there with muffins. <laughs> the relationship between Noah, which is uh, Wilford Bloomy's character's name, and Teak is a mystery. Because Teak lives there. He has a bed and everything. Yeah. He's, they're like the best of friends. He's, he's just like Noah's weird slave. <laughs> but he doesn't even... Teak doesn't do anything. Like, Noah goes out to do stuff, and Teak's just like, fuck it, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. I'm the fast rabbit. I live here. Like, I I assume that when Noah goes off to do anything or Sindel and Wicked have adventures and he doesn't go along, it's probably because he needs to fight reverse Teak. Yeah, probably he has to fight uh, Mirror Teak. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he has to fight Professor Mahogany or whatever. (laughs) Some of the other speedster rabbits on the forest moon event door. And the ones that aren't speedsters, but for some reason they're still his arch nemeses. Yeah. Captain Cold Teak. <laughs> just adding Teak to things. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I'm not being very imaginative. Mirror Master this. Teak. <laughs> the Turtle Teak. I'm not trying very hard. What do you want? <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming along on my Flash journey. I mean, I got the Professor Mahogany. I was on board with you because it's a different kind of wood. Yeah. yeah fair enough. Yeah. 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 Sure. <laughs> can, I, can I change my answer to Captain Oak? There you go. Does that make does that better no, for then, you? Then it just sounds like he wants to give me a Pokemon. He does. Well, he's, that'd be <laughs> Professor Oak. And he wants to give you the worst possible Pokemon, even though there's way better Pokemon, like, outside. <laughs> like, right outside. Yeah. Can I have that Mr. Mime? No, no, no one wants a Mr. Mime. No, that's weird. Why would you want that? That's basically a human. <laughs> right? What is it? <laughs> Those Pokemon that are basically humans are terrifying. Mr. Mime in particular is real bad. It's like, what is that? Oh, he's just a little clown man. He's just some guy who got dressed up in clown makeup, and then we decided to make him fight for us. And made him with other ones. Yeah. We get a bunch of little guys in clown makeup. We just put them in a room. <laughs> All right, Frenchman, you fuck that person right now, and I want more little mimes. <laughs> Mr. Mime. <laughs> Wait, does Mr. Mime say his own name? Yes, he does. He's... I remember some episode where he was just like, Mr. Mime, Mr. Mime. That's infuriating, seeing as how he is a mime. And that, what's also infuriating is his first name is Mr. <laughs> well, his full name is Mr. Mime. Does that mean <laughs> no, that they're... No, his name is John. His dad is Mr. Mime. <laughs> That's the second generation. <laughs> Just Johns. They work as adjunct professors. John. John. <laughs> they just write it in chalk on the wall. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mime, my assignment's late. Mr. Mime was my dad's name. John. 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 And he just gets pulled back into a Pokeball. <laughs> hell are we talking about so teak is the mr mime of this movie because he's the annoying little pokemon that lives with noah and doesn't get to do anything interesting yep and uh so eventually noah's like all right well you guys should go back to your families and i'm gonna dump water on the fire oh, you oh, have yeah. here because we start with their, our introduction to noah is noah is a mean old piece of shit like, <laughs> not even like your standard grumpy old like i'm the guy in sandlot type old man but just straight up like Oh, what did you do? You, you, you're in my house? All right, get the fuck out. Also, I'm going to eat your food. Also, I see you're trying to make a fire to not freeze to death. I'm going to pour water on it. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you, you, you freeze to death in the cold. That's what <laughs> I want. I want you to die. I mean, that's just so mean. I mean, granted, that fire is bullshit. Oh, they made a fire that is just a forest fire waiting to happen. Yeah. There was no, start, there's it's no on pit. pine needles. Yeah, it was just, oh, we, we set fire to some leaves and needles 
and there's no pit around it. There's not even rocks. It's just in the middle of some foliage, we set fire to it. Yeah, they just were like, oh, this is a big pile of pine needles. We'll mound them up a little bit, but make sure there's still a lot of pine needles around, and then light that on fire. We're good. We're all set. (laughs) Everything's fine now. What could go wrong? Yeah, and then Wilford Brimley comes out, and he's just like, what the fuck is this? Don't you get a... You don't have a fucking fire out here. Are you crazy? Within view of my house. <laughs> Look at you trying to survive where I can see. Granted, he doesn't want his house burned down. True. Yeah. But yeah, his opening is just like, uh, f- when they're like, we're both five years old and our families are dead. And he's like, I don't give a shit about that. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> he's like, wow, this guy. <sighs> so he does invite them in, though, after he destroys their fire. Yeah. He's like, well, if you're going to make a fire, you have to do it in a fireplace, you big dumb idiots. Morons. Come inside and make more biscuits I'm going to eat. <laughs> Granted, yeah. Teak does sneak outside and give them biscuits. Yes, he does. Of course he does, because he's Teak. And you told him not to do something, which means he's going to do it. Yeah, and you'll take it out on him later when you're having maritals. <laughs> which is the only thing I can assume is going on between these two. Yeah. All right, you two. You can come in and sleep in the attic, but... uh Whatever you hear, don't come downstairs. Me and Teak are going to have a little uh, little fun wrestle time. Yeah, it's like a fun tickle. <laughs> when a man and a flash rabbit love each other very much, they have a special hug. <laughs> that's what, That's got to be, right? I mean, that's the relationship. <laughs> that, is, at least, that is basically the relationship they had. That, at least that's how I'm shipping it. Yeah. Noah Teak is my new ship from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. It's the best one. It's, yeah, it's uh, Toa. Toa, yeah. <laughs> Neek. Neek. <laughs> Neek. All right. So so anyway, it turns out that Noah is sneaking away every day because he owns a starship. Yeah, that's how he crash landed here, and he's off fucking around on a starship. Trying to fix it. It's missing. There's a power capacitor that has a broken crystal because apparently Star Wars ships run on crystals. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, so do Star Trek ships. Everything runs on fucking crystals. Yeah, man. You need that dilithium. Yeah. So, he's, he, I don't know. He spends all of his time doodling around on this crusty, broken-down old ship, which only needs one part to work, and he doesn't have that part. Yep. Uh, and then, I don't even remember. Oh, uh, the witch finds Sindel. Yeah, because... After convincing Terak, the bad guy, that, that she can make the power capacitor thing that they took from Sindel's dad's ship. She's like, oh, well, the kid must know how it works. Obviously, if the dad didn't, this small child should. Yeah, and notably, she keeps trying to cast spells at this chunk of starship machinery. The weird thing to me is, so Tarok is uh, the last dinosaur hunter, right? And uh... I think Tarok is the (laughs) god of the Arakoa in uh, World of Warcraft. (laughs) It's one of those. So, uh, So Tarok is... Like, a weird warlord here, and he's got this witch working for him. But the weird thing to me is, I don't know why she's working for him. No, it doesn't make any sense. Like, she she had to come here from somewhere. Yeah, she. I mean, I assume that these these monsters had to come here from somewhere, too. They're not from Endor. I mean, the they might be. You don't know. They could, I guess they could be, but it seems like... Like, if they were, they wouldn't be obsessed with finding starship parts. I feel like they probably also crash-landed here at some point. They probably did the no, orc. I, they, they don't know what the starship part is. They're yeah. just like, oh, we have some prophecy that a thing will fall that has power. Yeah, I, I feel like the, originally, in, like, if you look up this movie in, like, the art book for this movie, they're just called the Raiders. <laughs> but anyway, I, I feel like they they might have crash-landed here or they're originally from here. But they're, if they are, there's a lot of intelligent species on this planet. But even then... The the witch thing makes no sense because she can turn into a bird, but she like 
still hangs out with this warlord for some reason. Yeah, why doesn't she just leave? And just takes shit from him, and he's like, I'll fuck you up! And she's like, oh, I'm scared of you, instead of, I'm a bird, bye. Yeah, peace, I'm gonna go find humans. <laughs> anyway, goodbye. Yeah. I mean, I, I get the idea. You look at her and you're like, oh, okay, they wanted to make an evil Jedi. They wanted to make, like, a Darth Vader character for this movie to be a bad guy in it because she's wearing, like, all black with molded body armor. And Except she has... what they ended up making was Evil Lynn. Yeah, they made Evil Lynn, and then there's a Skeletor that's yelling at her constantly. Yeah. Except that Evil Lynn probably has some sort of weird codependent Joker and Harley Quinn relationship going on with Skeletor, or else she'd also just leave. Yeah. Where but this, this character's is just got... like, meh. Uh, she should just leave. She's gone. Go find... I mean obviously she should want a starship so she can get off this planet. She's not from the forest moon of Endor. There is no, no way. I mean, maybe, maybe she was like crashed here as a child as well and was raised by the orcs or some shit. It's the only thing that would make sense. I don't know. Anyway, she figures out that, that uh, she turns into her crow form and spies on Sindel and Noah talking. And Sindel sings the song that her mom used to sing her, which is, the worst song that has no melody and it's just like here's a song that i sing here's words and they are a thing that will go on and stop and it's about stars and how there's a special star for everybody except there's no cadence there's no musicality to it no it's just my star star is my star and i the sky uh, when you, the, and we are the star, my star. Yep. And that's, that's pretty much the song. And then the witch hears that and uses it to trick Sindel into coming out of the house by doing the little mermaid thing where she like just hangs out nearby and sings creepily into the woods, causing Sindel to just get up and walk outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, why would that draw anybody? Right. If I, if, Five in the morning and I hear weird noises coming from outside my house. I'm not like, oh, I'm going to go look at that. Maybe that's someone singing beautifully. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm going to get the hose. But but anyway, she goes outside. <laughs> so you're more of a Wilford Brimley than um, a Sindel. Yeah, definitely more of a Wilford than a Sindel overall. More of a Noah. <laughs> yeah. That's... I'm definitely more of a Teak. I'm oh, a power Teak. Oh, my God. How much do you want to make one of those those uh, Facebook meme quiz things? <laughs> what Would, battle for Endor? No, no. Just what Star Wars character are you? And, and then, all of them are from this? Yeah, all of them are just characters from this. <laughs> minor characters. You are Mace Tawani. You are an annoying little brother. <laughs> you're a little asshole. No, no one, one likes you. No one remembers you because you're in two TV movies. <laughs> you are Chukatroff. Fuck yeah, you're Chukatroff. <laughs> Good job. You're a badass. I don't need to tell you anything else. You've already got it all figured out, Chukatroff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, she goes and finds what is now, instead of the witch, she's disguised as like an elf princess yeah, and has a unicorn. She's dressed up as Galadriel and she has a unicorn hanging out with her. And then as soon as Sindel gets close enough, she turns into the evil witch and Sindel's like, oh no, a witch! Instead of just like, uh, you know, it's like she's just scared because now the lady has black hair instead of being blonde. And the weird thing to me is, you're like, oh, this uh, this little girl trusts you. You know the song that her parent used to sing. You're a nice, like, elf-looking lady and you've got a unicorn. Why wouldn't you go... Here, come with me. I know where your family is. They're fine. Or just, hey, do you know how this thing works? But instead, she's like, oh, hi, little kid. Thanks for showing up. Can you hand me that cloak? Bah, I'm a witch. Bah. Yeah. It's a, tra- it's a dumb trap. It's an evil thing to do. When, when she could have just been like, you know, oh, I'm a witch. Hey, look at this glowy thing I have. Do you know how it works? Could you tell me? I'm very friendly. I'm not a witch. I'm, I'm apparently a swan may. <laughs> 
I have a unicorn. Uh, Both of us are really keen to hear how this thing works. Yeah. And of course, the little girl is five, and she does not know how this thing works. No. So when they drag her in front of Terak, Terak's like, uh, the power. Show me how to use the power. And she's just like, I don't know what that is. Where are Ewoks? And then Ewoks? they Ewoks. Oh, the power. And then they then they lock her up with the Ewoks and. Sure enough, there's Noah's friend from when he crash-landed on the planet, Salak. And Salak's dead. Salak's dead, baby. He's he's very, very dead. He got chained to a wall 30 years ago, and, and he is just a skeleton chained to a wall now, because he also did not know how to, how to make the power. But now he explains why the orcs want it, because they heard about it from him. They caught him and chained him up, and he was like, I'm just looking for a crystal so I can power my spaceship. And they were like, power! And then they chained him up and let him die. Yeah. Good job. So that's that explains the whole mythology of this movie. And then, I guess, somehow Sindel, he, or, uh, sorry, Wicket knows that Sindel has been captured, so he goes back and Which wakes... Which is the weirdest thing, because he wakes up and Sindel's not around, and he freaks the fuck out. Well, yeah, it's, your, it's his only friend. So he's like, danger, danger, high voltage, and wakes up Noah, and then Noah's like, yeah, they probably went to the castle. It's like two exits down from my ship. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they go on, they mount a rescue mission, and for a second, it looks like they're just going to leave Teak. Yeah, but Teak comes along, and then it's just, it is again straight up some Lord of the Rings shit, where they're like, we're running through the countryside, just the three of us, off to save the hobbits. I mean, the Ewoks. Flash rabbits are wasted over long distances. They're natural sprinters. (laughs) (laughs) What do your Ewok eyes see? Oh, things I can turn into weapons? <laughs> weapons? Weapons? Things that could be weapons? Rocks? <laughs> Too big of rocks to throw? Things to use weapons on? <laughs> Human food? <laughs> food? My Food? Not food? Eating? The theater? <laughs> I mean, granted, his Ewok eyes don't blink a whole lot. I'll give you one good thing about this movie compared to the first one, is that they gave up on having the Ewoks communicate by jamming their tongues out of the to- their mouth slots on their Man. little masks. Because in the first movie, they didn't move any part of their face, except they'd stick their tongue out. They make that. It was just horrifying. This, <laughs> this movie doesn't have that. Instead, most of them can't talk at all. And uh, uh, Wicket's got an articulated jaw. Yep. And that's is, it. It's nice to see an articulated jaw, since Terak's face, Terak's face is... <laughs> is me- just a fucking Halloween, Halloween mask. mask. The occasional times it moves, you can almost see the string connected to the chin, pulling it from off screen. <laughs> I mean, it is it is bad. It looks like he has a Halloween mask that also got Botox done recently. Uh, 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 uh yeah. So, uh, so they go mount a rescue. They find this weird Scottish castle that exists on the forest moon of Endor. Yep, sure enough, and it's full of grumpy, farting, burping, stupid orcs that they just kind of pull dumb tricks on until they manage to rescue everyone. Yeah, they they straight up do the three dudes in a trench coat routine. Yeah. Like, oh, we need to get through this place. All right, well, we'll put all three of us stacked on each other's shoulders, put a cloak over it, and walk through. Oh, good. That's not that bad of an idea. I mean, Teak's got a monster face. Teak's Teak's face is messed up. (laughs) He's fucked up. He just does not look okay. It's like all the fur fell off right there. (laughs) Looks like he was just part of some weird experiment. Like, this is a video that... Like PETA would use to show you not to hurt animals. I could totally see Teak just sitting there all sl- sad with the arms of an angel playing behind <laughs> oh, <yeah>. him. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> Every day, Teak is punished by Noah. Yeah, just just ruthlessly punished. He uses the hose. Then he he's turns, got a rake. Then he turns off the hose and still uses the hose. Then he gets the rake. 
in the arms of an angel. Won't you help Flash Rabbits? <laughs> All they want to do is steal biscuits. And be Barry Allen. <laughs> anyway, uh, they, they trick a bunch of these guards into shooting each other and dumb shit. They take their keys away and all that. And then they rescue all the Ewoks, but not the witch, who at this point has failed a couple times, so she's been locked up. At... Somehow, uh, Tarek gets her ring and takes it away. Oh, yeah. Manages to lock up the witch and take the winger, the ring away without her going, all right, maybe I'll just be a bird. Let's turn to a bird and leave. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah. So they manage to escape, and then, God, they escape. Some of the Ewoks get blasters, and they fight a, like a, a, mount, a fighting retreat. And Oh, yeah, and none of the Ewoks die, and they murder several of the Githorks. Yeah, it's uh, literally all they needed was a couple seconds to prepare, because Ewoks are Batman. Oh, yeah. The Ewoks are the Batman of the Star Wars universe because they have no powers. They're not strong like Wookiees. They don't have a bunch of tech like the Empire or anything. However, if you give them five minutes to prepare, they will turn the entire countryside into a weapon and murder the shit out of you. Yeah, that's that's all they do. So in this case, they manage to get their hands on a couple blasters. They fight a really cool tactical withdrawal. Noah uses a little bomb he's been carrying around to blow a hole in the castle, and they all zip line out, and the orcs just look like goddamn idiots. Yep. The orcs then free the lady so they can use her as a spot, as an aerial reconnaissance bird to track the, the Ewoks and then chase them into the forest because they hear that there is another ship out there. But apparently, like, Tarek gives her the ring back and she turns into a bird, and then he takes the ring away from the bird, which is odd because every other time she has turned into the bird, the ring just morphs with her. Yeah, you don't see the ring on the crow, so it, it, it's weird. Anyway, he steals her ring again, so she's stuck a bird, and then they go chasing after all these people towards Noah's ship. They eventually find Noah's ship, and then they have a big battle because the Ewoks were left alone for a couple of minutes, which means everything in, within a mile radius of the ship is a weapon now. Oh, yeah. So all these Ewoks that were just in prison have bows and arrows and catapults and rock bombs and just, spears. Yeah, just arrows and spears and like weird traps and logs out of nowhere oh yeah they have they have logs that they roll down hills towards these guys that are clearly chainsawed so somehow they managed to find a chainsaw to make clean cuts through logs yep and that's just what happens if you leave them alone yeah swinging like, from ropes it's like tribbles just breed ewoks you leave them alone everything's weapons yeah they're the weaponers of the forest moon of endor that's where the <laughs> yellow lantern got his powers <laughs> anyway Noah's trying to get the ship to work again, so he's inside. All these Ewoks are outside just running rampant over these orcs. Oh my god, I don't think a single Ewok even gets hurt in this fight, and they murder wave after wave of Gith orcs. Yeah, every Gith orc just gets its ass kicked by you know, just stupid shit, just little tiny bows and hit on the head with a rock. Teak ties one of them up by just running around him real fast with a rope. Yep. One of them sneaks over towards some the, the two squig monsters and just gives one of them a hot food, so they just run away. Yeah, and then we have Teak runs into the ship that they're repairing. He has never been inside of it, but he immediately starts up the weaponry. Yeah, he starts pressing buttons and shooting weapons He's everywhere. like, Teak just runs in. He's like, I'm Teak. I'm up to speed. I know what's going on. Here we go. Doot, 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 doot. Okay, yep. lasers. Some of the other Ewoks are operating one of the emplacement guns on the ship. One of those, like, like uh, hot first episode or first star wars guns which i'm okay with because teak knowing everything is kind of weird but an ewok knowing how to murder people regardless of what it is that makes sense to me oh yeah that's normal ewok behavior yeah they, like, they grabbed a weapon and they know how to murder you hey, maybe it. there wasn't even a gun in there maybe they were just like just a pile of refuse and they're like look i made a blaster cannon i'm an ewok so anyway they managed to uh fight off all these orcs except the leader orc which captures sindel 
And is like, ah, oh, give me the power or I will doom this child. Yeah, and then he actually, he gets no, he sends Wicket to go get Noah. And he's like, uh, tell Noah that I will give him this child in exchange for the power. And Noah comes out and he's like, all right, here's the deal. Uh, I'm going to put this on the ground and here's the rest of the deal. Uh, you let her go and I'll fight you for it. And, you know, that's that wasn't fine. the deal. That's changing the deal. The deal was we'll trade these two things. And Noah's like, all right, well, how about I fight you for it? Except, you know, if you're a weird leader of the Githorks and you're a giant monster and someone's like, I will fight you for this thing. You're like, what are you, some tubby old man? Yeah, fuck yeah, I'll fight you for this. I don't give a shit. That sounds great. And then Noah proceeds to beat the shit out of him for a long time. Until he's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you. And then fucking, like, Teak throws a rock. It's Wicked. Wicked or Wicked ha- throws a yeah, rock. Yeah, because Wicked has, has been displayed in the past as having ludicrous sling skills. Yeah. At one point, he fires a berry up into the air with a sling and then catches it in his mouth. So we know he's really good with a sling. So he fires a rock at uh, fucking Tarak. And it hits the ring, which then sort of activates it except i guess because he doesn't have the cloak instead of turning to a bird he just turns into a horrible charred statue of himself with the ring stuck in his hand which freaks the crow out so she flies away yeah so that's the end of the witch oh yeah the witch is now stuck as a bird yeah you've killed all of the orcs which is i think why the orcs never bothered the ewoks to begin with because they knew unless they killed or captured all of them they would be murdered to a man. Oh, yeah. Because that's what Ewoks do. The Ewoks are a ludicrous threat. They're, they're Ewoks so terrifying. Have a mountain of skulls that they live upon. Yeah. I, to me, the only thing that's surprising about the Ewoks is that they don't have super chimpanzee strength as to go with it. Like, Because they're bears. They should just get their their legs up underneath a, uh, a stormtrooper's like arm and like wrench his arm off at the shoulder <laughs> in, in, that, in that fight on uh, Forceman of Endor in return. Yeah. That, that should have happened. No, they are crazy yeah they're just dangerous as hell and then uh there you go noah and uh no and fucking sindel leave and they leave everyone behind they even leave behind noah's friend teak who again we, we don't know if teak's from some species of rabbit people we just know that he's been teak's friend or he's been noah's friend for 20 years and in addition to that like okay you're leaving behind wicket that makes sense he has a family here he's got an entire culture and you don't want to take one of these off planet for the fear that it will destroy everything yes however Teague is like, he has no family. He has nothing. The only thing we've seen him do is hang out with Noah. And he's like, well, I, I love you. And I'm going to miss you. And you're you're the, my best friend. And I love you so much. But uh, get fucked. I hope these Ewoks eat you. Yep. That's the story of Teak. And then he gets left behind on the planet and runs along at very slow speed for Teak with, with uh, Wicket. And watches as the starship flies away with the two humans. Yep. And that's the end of that. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. So, uh, predictions on this, for me, were basically right. There's there's just, there's no mention of Force. Like, even though you could say, oh yeah, this is a Force Witch with a weird Force Crystal, there's no mention of it. No, none at all. There's no mention of anything, actually. Like, no one ever mentions, like, the Empire, no one mentions the Rebellion, no one mentions the Force, no one mentions any of the key points from Star Wars. This is just a weird fantasy movie that they're like, Oh, uh, we also happen to have all these leftover Ewok costumes. Well, and the thing is, this has to have happened right after Return of the Jedi. Well, like, it did. The, the first story had to have occurred. Like, not, I don't mean the movie came out. I mean that the film has to take place immediately after Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. Because, because Wicket's not any older, but no, he doesn't speak English. Wicket's still, uh, like, super tiny, but now he speaks English, which means it has to be after Jedi. Yeah. 
So this, so Jedi had to happen right before this. So you'd think important shit would be happening. You'd think these Ewoks wouldn't put up with humans around after the last time. They'd be like, nope, nope, we're good, thank you. <laughs> well, no, they just wouldn't put up with humans in white, like, stormtrooper things. They're like, oh, yeah, we love the other ones. They're great. <laughs> they were great. They gave us popcorn. By the way, you got any popcorn? They let us murder just a ton of people. It was great. Yeah, they brought us so many targets. <laughs> we ate all of those stormtroopers. We made a xylophone out of those stormtrooper helmets. You know what was in them? Food. That's what was in them. We <laughs> ate them. You know what a, uh, an Ewok make, calls a melon? It's a stormtrooper head. <laughs> That's what we are. Anyway, uh, I didn't have any predictions because, of course, I've seen this movie several times. Yeah. So, yeah, your predictions were absolutely spot on. This is a bizarrely fantasy-driven Star Wars movie. Yeah, I don't know why it's that way, but whatever, they, sure. They both are. At least this one, some of the Ewoks speak English to get past the... Because the first one of these movies, uh, The Caravan of Courage, the, the movie, because none of the Ewoks speak English in it, it's just narrated by Burl Ives. Ah, uh, see, that's the only thing I'm missing out of this, is some good old Burl Ives. Oh, the Ewoks are the only creatures of Endor that know where medicine can be found in the trees. The most brave of the Ewoks is the noble Chukatroff. Look at that motherfucker go. He's a lumberjack, you know. It's amazing. It's it, it's a very different movie. This one's a little more action-y. Honestly, I like this one. It's a little more propulsive. Yeah. I mean, the story is stupid as hell, and the monsters don't make any sense, and it's weird that it's connected to Star Wars in any way. But this movie, you know, moves along, which is something that's rare for the films that we watch on this show. That is true. Like, it's, uh, it's very interesting. In fact, let's get on to the... Uh, Favorite, least favorite, best thing in this movie for you. What Teak. was the high point? Teak, Teak obviously. Teak. 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 Teak's an amazing little flash rabbit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, that's going to be mine, too. Fucking Teak is amazing. Every time something happens and he's just like... <laughs> and the one time when they're like, they're like, uh, oh, we're going to follow Noah, even though he just told us not to. And Teak's like, oh, he's going to blame me for this. He's going to get the hose. <laughs> and he just like... Hides covers himself blankets. in the covers and he's like well yep. i'm gonna go to sleep i'm gonna wait here i'm gonna hope that, that i can come up with an excuse for this before noah gets home and beats the crap out of me <laughs> oh man iris is gonna be so pissed off when she finds out about this <laughs> so yeah teak is the best thing about this movie a weird gross little flash rabbit and, and i like the one scene where he fucks with one of the uh orcs by by putting a card up his sleeve so the two orcs shoot each other over cheating yeah that was great yeah, i'm like awesome. oh look at you you used your super speed good job oh that's so cute so yeah teak's the best part of this movie for you what about you or for me what about you oh no it's teak it's forever teak so we're all just on, t on team <laughs> everyone teak. is on team teak i wanted him to get off planet so that teak could go out and have adventures in the world right i like tell you I tell you right now, if we ever get invited to guest spot on the st on the campaign podcast, I'm playing as a flash rabbit. <laughs> I'm playing as Teak. I don't even play literal as Teak. actual Teak. No, I'll just be playing as a flash rabbit. I'll just be like, all right, what's your character? A gross, three foot tall, super speed rabbit. His name's Mahogany. Yeah, Mahogany Oak. I'm Birch. Yeah. <laughs> Ebony. <laughs> yeah. So okay, uh, let's see. I guess that means we have to do the least favorite. Yeah. So agree least favorite for you. Uh, my least favorite thing in this movie is blue. Let's see. Not enough other Ewoks in this movie for me, for a mm -hmm. movie called Ewoks Battle for Endor. I mean, there's other Ewoks wandering around in the background, but I kind of wish... The first movie was cool because it gave you like a bunch of stuff about their names and their culture, and the Ewoks even had individual personalities and stuff. I mean, Wicked had like an older brother in the first movie that was <laughs> a major character. So it's, it's weird that that all got kind of stripped out and just left behind. Just Sindel and uh, Wicked, and both of their families are just gone. Yeah. It's a little weird for me. So that's my least favorite. I wanted more Ewoks in my Ewok movie. 
All right. Your least favorite? My least favorite is The Witch. Yeah, okay, okay. I figured I'd leave that for you. It's the same thing, like my problem with Food Fight, where all I want is some sort of level of internal consistency in your movie. Yeah. And she makes no sense. I'm willing to believe that there are some weird gith orcs that live on Endor and they want the power. That's fine. I'm okay with that. They have a weird Scottish castle. Sure, why not? Mm -hmm. I don't care. If you can have a bunch of tree villages as Ewoks, you can have that. But the witch is just nonsensical. Like, you should be from some other planet, but you don't know anything about anything. You have magic instead of the Force. This is fucking weird. I don't like it. Yeah, no, it is really weird. I, I kind of feel like that character could have been fixed if she had just been one of the orcs. Oh, yeah. If they were just like, all right, this is a girl orc, and she's a witch. This is our witch orc. Yeah. This is our weird witch orc, and she's like, ah, i the power. Yeah, I mean, they could have put a dumb mask on her, and it would have fixed everything. And then instead of having her turn into a crow, they could have had her turn into a claymation alien bird. Yeah. And it would have been fine. And then when she turns into like, oh, I'm a fairy princess, and this is my unicorn, and then turns into a giant gross monster... It would be way, way more shocking than, I was a blonde girl, now I am brunette! Yeah, that was a really weird moment. And so, yeah, I think that could have really fixed that character if they'd just been like, why are you a weird human witch? Instead, you're an orc. Yeah, because at least Wilford Brimley being a human, the whole point was he crash-landed there. That was an actual plot point of the movie, whereas the witch being a human was just weird. Yeah, I don't understand. The Wilford Brimley arc is weird for me, too, because he crash-landed on this planet like 30 years ago. And he spent 30 years doodling around on his spaceship knowing it will not take off without that crystal thing. Well, I mean, there may have been more damage. So he might have been like, okay, I'm going to get everything repaired that I can. Yeah, that could be. And then he just lost track of time, got married to a rabbit, settled down. Yeah, you know, like you do. Yeah, got one of them two-story houses. The American Dream. (laughs) The the Endor Dream. Yeah, the Forest Move Endorian Dream. No, no, it's the dream for Endor. Oh, it's also the dream of the gas giant Endor? Yes. Yeah, okay. For everyone that lives on the gas giant Endor. I don't see why that's not a problem. I mean, Lando lives on a gas giant. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's in in a orbiting station above the gas giant Bespin. But still, that's a gas giant. It is. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, let's see. I guess so, we, ratings. ratings. Yeah. We're going to do 1 to 5. That'll give the rating out of 10. Jeff, 1 to 5, this movie. I'm going to give this movie a 3.5. Wow, that's real generous. I know it is, because this movie actually has a story. You can follow along. There's a lot of stupid shit, but you're like, oh, I kind of hope that little girl manages to get back to like civilization and get away from this nonsense. And that fight with a dragon from a hang glider is actually kind of cool. And I like that there's <laughs> there's Star Wars shit happening in this one. There's people running around shooting lasers at each other. It's... It's it's the best thing I've seen out of Star attempts to make new Star Wars media. Like normally you watch something it's like, "Oh, Star Wars, let's make a cartoon out of it. Let's make uh, droids the cartoon. This is horrible bullshit." <laughs> this at least is like I I can follow along with the story. It it so yeah, the story is nonsensical, but yeah. I can follow it. it. At least it's propulsive. At least you're like, "I want to see the end of this." Like, you know, most of the movies we watch, do you feel like you wanted to see the ending of a talking cat? no not really i kind of don't care about that yeah exactly with this movie we're like i hope her and noah get off this planet Uh. or moon sure so yeah a three and a half the highest rating i've ever given a film good job what about you uh i'm gonna give it a two and a half okay it's like you say it actually has a plot it moves forward there's no point where they just dirtle around with shit that doesn't really have to do with things yeah no one's got a car so there's no driving sequence no i mean they go just the very beginning is them skipping around the woods but that's mostly just so they can put the credits on screen yeah so it's it was fine that way it was still boring and nonsensical 
So I can't say it's good. And three is sort of my, this was a good movie rating and above. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give it a two and a half because it was better than the shit we normally watch and approached being actually watchable. Yeah, I'm almost But I'm not going to recommend it. So I don't want to give it that high of a score. So two and a half for me is good. See, I'm giving this thing a recommend because it it came from adversity. This is a low budget TV movie. (laughs) This grew up on the mean streets. Yeah, designed to cash in on the minor popularity of, of... terrible characters from return of the jedi this should have been worse than it is <laughs> oh no it should have been it, yeah this should have been real bad it's also a sequel to a worse movie yeah so it's it's amazing that it's as good as it is so that means total we got a six yeah six, six out, of, out 10. of ten damn that's the highest rating we've given a film that's amazing yeah and you can find the whole thing on youtube so by all means go go ahead and watch it or don't or I watch mean, you know watch the first one i guess watch oh, caravan of don't caravan do that. of Courage. Don't watch The Caravan. Oh, no, you'll get a couple of laughs out of The Caravan of Courage. You get to watch an Ewok die. This movie's... It, I'll tell you that much. This, this <laughs> you movie's, get some laughs. Yeah. You watch an Ewok die. Let's, let's Thank face it. you, you goddamn sociopath. Let's face it. You, first of all, to be a sociopath, I have to not care about what happens to humans. <laughs> Ewoks uh, aren't humans. Ewoks are little walking bombs. Now you're also a racist. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Because think about it. What's the best parts of Return of the Jedi? Bunch of Ewoks crying over the corpses of other Ewoks, right? 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 Yes. Also, also <laughs> yes, the, that was the best part. Also the scene where uh, Jabba the Hutt gets strangled. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who hasn't jacked off to that? Like yeah. a million times. Think about it. The best things about Return of the Jedi are aliens dying. You got Jabba the Hutt dying. You got uh, Yoda cacks it in that movie, and you it's got fantastic. Rancor death. Yeah, you get the Rancor dying, and then you got a bunch of Ewoks dying. Best parts of that movie are aliens dying. Uh, Good. Glad. I'm, I'm, I'm real glad that you think that alien death is the best thing. In, in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Very specifically. Like, the alien death in Enemy Mine, for example, that's sad. I, I feel bad about it. I, you know, I'm like, oh, that guy. But no. Oh, you, buddy. Oh. Yeah. But Return of the Jedi, it's all just, oh, man, look at Jabba the Hutt strangle. This is great. <laughs> you get that gross worm. Oh, man, look at that thing. Eat that Gamorrean guard. <laughs> Making pig squeal noises while it gets eaten by a rancor. Yeah. Yeah. This is great alien death. <laughs> great A alien death. It's just good alien deaths wall to wall. That's Return of the Jedi. So, there you go. Yep. Six out of ten. So, we uh, we are done with Ewok's Battle for Endor. Will we ever do the first movie? If we roll it. It's on the list. Mm-hmm. And if you want a movie on the list for us to watch, go ahead and let us know. You can email us at systemmastery at gmail.com. Or let us know on Twitter or Facebook or any of the social medias. We are just System Mastery everywhere you can find us. And if you uh, make a comment below on the podcast on our website, SystemMasteryPodcast.com, we'll also get it there. And you can see the full list of movies that we have on the list right now as well there. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's under uh, the movie ma- the movies section of the site under the big list. Or you could just search Google System Mastery List, and it's actually the first Google result because we're huge. Oh yeah, we made it. Yeah. We- if you Google specifically something that's us, you find us. Yeah. Actually, also, I think we're like the tenth result for Duckman now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, good. So we're climbing the ranks. Thank you. I want to thank everyone for helping us get to a point where we are actually known for Duckman. Also, Great War of Magellan. We're like in the top five for Great War of Magellan now. <laughs> That's because no one remembers that. Anyway, Uh, there it is. So there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next time for movie mastery. Let's uh, let's let's plug the uh, let's plug the appearance, the the convention. 
Oh, yeah, we will be in uh, the Bay Area for KublaCon. If you want to come see us, we'll be walking around doing stuff. We'll probably be wearing our own merchandise. Yeah, you'll be able to spot us. We'll I'm be the still, two big fat nerds wearing I, System Mastery shirts. If it's not too late, I think we're going to book a table and run a game or two. It might be too late at this point, but we'll, we'll do that today. Let's look that up today. Yeah, Let's we'll go ahead and try off. and do that. If yeah. not, then by God, we'll meet at some bar somewhere. Oh, dude, we got to find a San Francisco karaoke bar. That has to happen. Yeah, and then maybe we'll all watch a terrible movie together. Ooh, there you go. We could go see whatever is terrible in theaters right now. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. You can find us on Patreon if you want to support us there. And if we get to our next goal, we will be doing the In Theaters Now for Movie Mastery. And you can find the first little taste of that with our Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice review. Yeah, it sounds like us being angry and confused for two hours. Yeah, which is... And then talking about it for one hour. Yeah. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) So, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time, and have a great one.